Welcome to the Psalms, a call to words podcast where timeless truths shape today's words. I am your host, David Bunce, and I hope that you will be blessed as we journey through the great songbook of the Bible. Throughout the Psalms, we learn a lot about King David. We learn about his hopes and his dreams, his anxieties and his fears. And we learn that ultimately he is always hoping that his reign and his rule will bring glory to the God who put him there. Even in the places of his most desperate need, David turns his heart towards God. Well, here, David is rejoicing in the fact that it is in God alone that he finds joy and in the salvation of the one true king that he, as a lowly servant king, finds his strength. Psalm 21 To the choir master, a psalm of David. O Lord, in your strength the king rejoices, and in your salvation how greatly he exults. You have given him his heart's desire, and have not withheld the request of his lips. For you meet him with rich blessings, you set a crown of fine gold upon his head. He asked life of you, you gave it to him. Length of days forever and ever. His glory is great through your salvation. Splendor and majesty you bestow on him, for you make him most blessed forever. You make him glad with the joy of your presence, for the king trusts in the Lord. And through the steadfast love of the Most High, he shall not be moved. Your hand will find out all your enemies. Your right hand will find out those who hate you. You will make them as a blazing oven when you appear. The Lord will swallow them up in His wrath, and fire will consume them. You will destroy their descendants from the earth and their offspring from among the children of man. Though they plan evil against you, though they devise mischief, they will not succeed. For you will put them to flight. You will aim at their faces with your bows. Be exalted, O Lord, in your strength. We will sing and praise your power. In this psalm, it begins with this recognition that David has of God as ruler over all things, and that it is in his salvation that he exults, that he rejoices. He praises God for answering the prayers that he has had, his heart's desires, which have not withheld the request of his lips. This is David's rejoicing in God not turning away his ear from him, but hearing him, answering him, providing him with rich blessings, and even giving him a crown upon his head. Well, as we read this, we come to verse 4, and then we think, wait a second, didn't David not get what he asked for, that he gave to him length of days forever and ever? It doesn't seem like David received eternal life. He indeed died. And so, how do we reconcile this rejoicing over length of days forever and ever Well, first, it is that hope in a future resurrection that we've already heard in another psalm, but also it is the realization that this is about a better king. This is about a king that has ruled since the dawn of time and will rule for all of eternity. God the King comes in the person and work of Jesus Christ. And if we look at this through the eyes of Seeing Jesus as the center and the focus of the psalm, it opens up a whole other realm of what we can read here. Uh, David Guzik, in his commentary, notes that Jesus, 
was met with blessings of goodness when he ascended to heaven. Jesus wears the crown both as king of kings and glorious conqueror, and his crown is of pure gold. Jesus asked life from God the Father, and as God's Holy One was delivered from the grave, Jesus gloried in the salvation extended to him from the Father, not a salvation from sin, but a victory over sin and death. Jesus rejoiced in the presence of his Father, even though there was a sense in which he was turned away from him on the cross. Jesus continues to trust in his Father and will not be moved. This whole realization of Jesus fulfilling these promises that David was grateful for in a minute sense, in a, an unfulfilled sense in David's own life and kingship, were perfectly and righteously fulfilled in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Then moving from that rejoicing is the assurance that God is going to vindicate his own righteousness, that against sin and darkness and death, God will righteously destroy those things which are wicked in the world. God is holy. He is perfect. He is righteous. Anything that goes against who he is is necessarily unjust. It is wicked. It is unrighteous. And God must consume it with wrath. Well, when we look at that, we should be reminded immediately of the cross, that God took the wrath destined for his people, and he bore those sins upon the cross, paying for them and offering hope to the children of man that were once condemned. The ones that planned evil, that was every human being, and yet God now offers the opportunity to repent. Yet, there are some who will continue in their own sinfulness. They will continue to devise evil schemes. They will continue to devise mischief. And they will not succeed. The church will continue until the return of Jesus Christ. There is no power on all of the earth. There is no authority that can shatter the domain of God's kingdom. No matter how powerful, no matter how dark, No matter how much we may think the wheels of time run in the favor of evil people, God promises that's not the case. He reigns supreme. He is king. And we should pray, just as the psalmist does, for him to be exalted in his strength. And when we see God exalted in strength, what is our response? It should exactly be the response of the psalmist to sing and praise his power. Rather than simply running away from the uh, sheer might of who he is, this calls us to a greater response, a response of worship, asking God to be exalted, thanking him for his salvation, rejoicing in his presence, and asking for God's glory to be seen in all things. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this psalm. The words that remind us of the great salvation of Jesus Christ the hope that we have a king who reigns and rules supreme over all. Lord, in whatever trouble, whatever struggle that we are facing today, we can have hope and faith in Jesus Christ, our one true king, who is not unacquainted with our grief, who is not unfamiliar with our loss and our pain and our suffering. None of this is unfamiliar to you. You have seen what it is like, Lord to be able to suffer. And yet you call us to remember that there is joy on the other side of suffering. 
There is hope in the midst of pain. There is life on the other side of death. May you continue to be exalted and lifted up and glorified in all things and reign as the supreme king over all the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to The Psalms, a Call to Words podcast. For more content, just visit calledtowords.com. I hope you will join us again next time for more riches from The Psalms.